Welcome to the Conversations That Matter podcast. My name is John Harris. We have a returning guest today, Mr. Matt Williams uh, from How to Build a Tent podcast. It's still called How to Build a Tent. Build a Tent. Actually, right? I just stopped doing that. I probably should have said that before the show. He is not on How to Build a I'm Tent not podcast. On the <laughs> podcast I'm doing now is Reform Jellicle with AD Robles, which I think you had on a couple shows. Yes, ago I did have AD on. Yeah. And, and you were doing both, I think, at one time, right? We were doing both. And now we're just doing the one. And Reform Jellicle is now going to be part of the Fight Laugh Feast Network. So we'll be on a different stream over there starting next week. Gotcha. So where can people go to find that? Uh, the Fight Laugh Feast stream. They also have their own app. And then you can go to flfnetwork.com for the website to see the other shows and stuff like that, too. Okay. All right. Well, very cool. You've been following uh, the election stuff. Uh, that's what we talked yes. about last time uh, was the various uh, examples of, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, because there's all sorts of different labels. Fraud was one of the labels. But um, we've had an inauguration. And now, what does yes. this mean? Uh, there's audits going on. So I was hoping you could just kind of bring us up to speed, because I think this is still... One of like one of the biggest issues in politics, but it's swept under the rug, even by Republicans, which I don't quite understand why. But uh, so, yeah, give, give me <laughs> give us your analysis on that a little bit. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Uh, I don't remember the when exactly I was on last time on your show, but we can just start with the main important audit that's going on is Arizona. Uh, Arizona is auditing not Arizona as a whole, but Maricopa County, which is a majority of the ballots. 2.1 million ballots were audited and not just audited as far as being recounted, but also being examined for the paper quality to see if they were legitimate ballots. They were also looking into the machines. They were trying to look into the machines. It's actually quite interesting because the Maricopa County Board is, even though run by Republicans, five to one are Republicans, they've been fighting the Senate, who's the one overseeing the audit and asked for the audit this whole time. There's been legal battles, court battles, and it turns out they did, withheld 40% of the machines that were subpoenaed that they didn't even give to the auditors. So this whole time, they've withheld things that, that, so, that should have been in the um, subpoena or that was in the subpoena that should have been delivered to the auditors. Uh, by court order and by the Senate. So they've been auditing the machines. They're looking at packet captures right now, which is kind of interesting because I don't know if you've been listening to what Mike Lindell's been talking about, um, but he's claimed that he has all the packet captures, which for those of you who aren't IT people, a packet captures basically like a, a packet is what you send from one computer to another to transfer information. You can think of it like probably an email is a very simplistic way to think about it. Mike Lindell's claimed that he has all of the packet captures of foreign interference sending information from their computers to the election computers that weren't supposed to be online. And anyways, all that to say is the liaison for the Senate has said that that's what the state are in right now. They're analyzing the packet captures of seeing what information was carried from other machines to the election machines. And it's basically just a really thorough audit um, it, there's been very few leaks, if any, and all the leaks that people have been saying that's been coming out, like 200,000 missing ballots, and there's going to be a, you know, a bomb to drop here and there. It's all been false and uh, fake news, if you want to call it that. So there's been just incredible um, just misinformation, real information. There's been like Katie Hobbs, the Secretary of State of Arizona. She's been going on MSNBC and Rachel Maddow for the last month because they're realizing how serious it is. 
The Senate stripped the Secretary of State of all of her legal powers to uphold the uh, to uh, fight against the audit. It, so it's been a it's been a bloodbath. It's been a real uh, battle in Arizona. I have heard um, some of that. Just yeah. yeah, those little leaks supposedly here or there. Just and I never investigated any of it. But it it's the weird thing to me. And I think probably for everyone is just why are they fighting this so hard? Especially if they're supposedly right. Republicans. Uh, why is this like? If there's nothing wrong going on, why hide it so uh, forcefully? Yeah, the, the, the theory is among the people that have been watching it from state to state is that we're not having a Republican versus Democrat battle. We're having an establishment battle versus the people. And the theory is like, especially when you get into Georgia, because there's been the same kind of pushback from the Republican Secretary of State, Governor and all of those. They have a CEO, which I don't know exactly what the CEO does of a, of a state, but um, <laughs> they're Republicans fighting Obviously, there's been crickets from the Senate, Mitch McConnell, like where have they been? Um, so the, the theory is, is that the Republicans have been in on this, too. Um, and so that's why there hasn't been such pushback from the, the establishment class of the GOP and things like that. Which uh, is disconcerting. Uh, if that's yes. true, which it probably I, mean, I think we, a lot of us kind of suspected that for a while. But um, so. There, there hasn't been actually any results then from the Arizona uh, audit, um, which it seems to be the big one, right? Because there's some other audits going on too. Yeah, so they are saying that they think that they believe they'll be able to release the results in August, which is frustrating for somebody who just wants to know. But when you think about it from a professional perspective, because the people that are auditing this, um, it's never been done before, so there's no credentials for it. Like, it's never been done in American history before, this kind of audit of ballots. We've never audited our elections, which is kind of weird all by itself. But these people have been used by the NSA. They've been used by our intelligence agencies, our military. So they're professional auditors. They're professional IT people, no matter what the press says and trying to discredit them and all this stuff. Um, so the professional way to do an audit is you finish it completely, and then you, pro you provide a report to your client, and then... You, the client does what they wish with it, which in this case is the Arizona Senate. So from a politics perspective and from just a wanting to know what happened, it's frustrating. Right. But from a professional and integrity perspective, I'm glad we don't know. Um, other question here, because a lot of people who don't know about the audits do know about the Mike Lindell. Uh, I forget what he called his little, it, it wasn't even really a documentary. <laughs> it was kind of like an extended news show. But he had like all these commercial. Yeah. Well, he had yeah. All, all these people call in and it was uh, I mean, especially the end of that. It was like, what, two hours long. And at the end of it, he had this map of all the and you call it. You just had a word for it. The package the packet uh, captures packet captures. Yes. So that's a technical term for it. Yeah. He didn't call it that. I don't think. Right. Uh, but so a lot of people have seen that. Um, but so what, how, what can you say about that? Whether, I mean, it sounds kind of convincing when you hear him and you're like, oh man, this totally makes sense, but he mm -hmm. hasn't actually released, um, the, the primary source kind of proof, has he? He has released sections of it. And what he announced a couple of weeks ago is he, this month in July, is setting up three days. I believe it's in Minnesota. I'm not sure where it is, and I'm not sure exact dates, but he's been announcing that he rented out a stadium. He spent $7 million, he said, on this so far, of all this investigation and stuff. So he's dropped tons of money. I mean, he's a billionaire from the MyPillow thing, but still $7 million is a lot of money. 
uh, he rented out a stadium for three days and has invited anybody with the proper ID credentials to come and see all of the packet captures that he has. So he hasn't let, he hasn't given the files out for anybody who wants it, but because people have pushed back and said, Hey, let's see what you have. Um, so he's like, okay, fine. I'll rent out a stadium, have all the press come, have all the people with their credentials and I'll make copies of all the things I have. And everyone can just look at, look at it physically, evaluate it as much as you can physically evaluate digital uh, files. And then we'll go from there. So, I mean, he's acting like he has it. He's acting like he knows what, what he's doing. He said he's had several different teams of investigators go to the physical locations of where these IP dresses are um, on both sides of the packet capture, like a rainbow. Mm. Um, there's even some pictures of it out there. So, we're, I mean, it's do or die there. I don't know how you wiggle out of it. Either he has the stuff or he doesn't. Well, what does it mean? If he has, if he has this, if everything he said is true, I mean, this is like, I don't, I don't even know how to use, there's no word in the English language to express how serious this is yes. and how serious the Republicans should take it. But it's hemming and hawing and even the, uh, the more Tea Party candidates if you want to call them that i don't know what we call them the more populist candidates in the senate uh don't seem to be as motivated about this issue as other yeah. things which yeah i think sorry yeah i don't i don't get it i am just you know what do you i think? don't get it either and that's been actually a real frustrating thing and again i don't know when exactly we talked about it before because when this was first coming out november december i was kind of optimistic because i'm like oh my gosh there's all this proof there's this evidence there's these court filings there, there's no way it's going to stand up. And then I started realizing, oh, nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. And I realized that we have this big problem that we have all this data information for the people who really want to see it. I mean, even if you go up into Michigan, Matt DiPerno is an attorney who's actually fought this in court and, and it got dismissed like last month. So it's been going on for this much time. I mean, they were finding modems in the, in the computer equipment when they're not supposed to be connected to the internet at all. But and it's, we have this problem where we don't have institutions to convert this to justice. No one's willing to do anything about it. And that's the frustrating thing. We know it happened. We have the data. We have the evidence. Uh, but we don't have institutions. The FBI is not going to do it. The DOJ is not going to do it. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of where we're at. Okay. So this has to be fought on a very localized level, if fought at all. Which is And we're area. seeing that happen. We're yeah. seeing states that are changing the election laws. The Supreme Court, one of the reasons I wanted to have this um, interview on the later part of the week is because yesterday a Supreme Court hearing came out about Arizona. There was two election laws that were passed where you can no longer count a ballot that was um, turned in in the wrong county. So if you were in County A, you couldn't turn it into County B, which obviously there can be some big fraudulent potential there if you start sending ballots to multiple counties. And then also there's no longer going to be allowed ballot harvesting hmm. uh, where people at third parties can't go and collect ballots for people, which, you know, could be blank ballots, could be ballots that you're telling people how to vote. I mean, that was a really big problem. So things are happening at the local level. I don't know if there's going to be an overturning of our prior election. I hope so. Um, I don't know if Trump's going to be in office. I hope. Okay, so. Well, I want to ask you about that because this okay. is, this is something that you I hear rumors and murmurs about and supposedly Trump has even I've never seen any quote primary quote, but people making rumors about Trump saying he might be back in office by August and this kind of stuff. That was uh, Mike Lindell started that. That's his belief. 
he really thinks that. Okay. Yeah, well, he thinks the Supreme Court's going to, after they see these packet captures, is going to vote 9-0 and put him back in office. Okay, so we got to talk about this because <laughs> okay, we because because you already have a president who's been sworn in and right. certified by the Electoral College and all and and the Supreme Court. I mean, that would seem to me the Supreme Court being would be running roughshod all over all these states if that happened, which would be another greater problem. So, uh, yeah, practicality speaking, since some people do think this, I mean, do you think that that's a possibility? Well, I. I think it's possible. I don't think it's probable. Uh, and the like, Michael Lindell isn't just saying this again. He's not just some crazy my pillow guy like we think of him as a character. Uh, character is that the right to say? Well, yeah, um, he's actually quite a bit of a gangster if you look about his past. But he's really smart. I mean, he became a billionaire and. He used to be a crack addict. So he's not like this elite in Yale or Harvard who had dad money and then just grew it. Like he came from being a crack addict to a billionaire. He's not stupid. He has 15 attorneys working for him yeah. on this. By selling there pillows. There is a possibility. By Which, selling pillows. By selling yes. pillows. That's <laughs> right. He started out at like the street fairs or whatever, where you would go and just try to hawk your pillow at, at a booth. I mean, that's anyways. Uh, but he, he has cited and his attorneys have cited the precedent for it where lower levels, when there's been fraud uh, proven, that they replace the person with the rightful winner. It's just never happened at the presidential level before. So he's basing that on what has been done in the past for lower level elections and saying, why wouldn't it be done if it's proven that China and other countries were switching votes for uh, Biden from Donald Trump, which we've seen on CNN and stuff. You've, I'm sure you've seen the videos where the numbers drop for Trump oh, and yeah. increase for Biden. I mean, we've seen it because it's all connected. They, the, the machines report to whoever was calculating the votes and then um, publishing it on TV. So you saw it happen in real time, too. Well, there was no, no doubt in my mind after the election uh, that Trump was the clear winner. And uh, I mean, you have eight out of the 10 bellwether counties that determined the election went to Trump. And then but it's just what five different metropolitan areas and five different swing states decided the election. And yep. um, it, so it, it's been um, it's been frustrating because I was really motivated about this when there was it, it seemed like there was a glimmer of hope that maybe right. some of the if, if you know, I think what Steve Bannon was saying, if one state falls, they all fall. That was kind of the theory is if you can just get like Arizona or Georgia was the big one, I think Georgia, or Michigan to kind of do something, then it would snowball. But yeah. none and they're of still them, saying that they still. OK, they are. Yeah. I haven't been watching them. Lately. Yeah. And. So in Arizona, it's been everyone's saying it's the gold standard, which I don't know if it's a gold standard as far as it, it can't be improved upon, but it's definitely been the most thorough. Uh, the other kinds of audits that they've claimed that they've had, like the Democrats, oh, we did it. It was like an, a logic accuracy test. And we, there's no point in going into that, but it basically wasn't even close to as comprehensive as what we're seeing now. Ten other state delegations have been sent to Arizona to see it. Um, and that's been in the last month or two. So there is some movement. There are people pushing and calling their legislatures to get things done. And when this does come out, I'm assuming they're going to let it come out. I don't think the Senate wouldn't just hide this stuff. If it is as big as we're thinking it's going to be, I mean, that's going to compel other states as well. And even if we don't get Trump in the White House again, not that I think he's the savior, but I just think it's justice and it's the right thing to do. And it's definitely better than the Biden. Um, even if right. we don't get him in office, there are numbers of senators that are impacted by this too, which if we could just get back the Senate 
even if it's people that are rhinos, establishment or whatever, as long as it's not the communist <laughs> Democrats that have all three branches of government, that would be a victory too until 2022 and 2024. Well, so, I mean, the there's, there's not just one win. It's not do or die. There's several different outcomes that could be beneficial from this. Some of the people who have said that this is uh, scary, if the Supreme Court would weigh in on something like this, uh, because what, what's the Supreme Court going to do now? Decide every election? Like, this is not the role of the Supreme Court, which I kind of agree with. But one of the things that I've thought is this is not, this is kind of a post-constitutional country almost at this point. And the other thing is, for sure, um, this is an act of war if what Mike Lindell is saying is true. Yeah. And that's something that I think, I haven't heard a lot of people talk about either when they reference this, like if China really did this, if other countries were really influencing our election, that's, that's actually not uh, something to be taken lightly. That's, that's a wartime kind of thing. Correct. So um, anyway, especially I, when you add on to that, the bioweapon in the lab, like even oh, if yeah. they didn't release it on purpose, I mean, there's been several acts of war that the Chinese have done. If this is true as well. I mean, they killed 500,000 Americans if it's incompetence of doctors incubating people or just not knowing how to treat it right away, like whatever the reason, I mean, China has been aggressing against us. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's very true. I'm, I'm actually waiting for, I feel like I'm going to wake up one morning and I'm going to, you know, turn on the news or, or look at my phone and it's going to say China invades Taiwan. Yeah. And we're just going to back off. That's like a scenario that's sort of run through my head many times. Um, anyway, it's very not, scary. It, it is. It is. It's, it's not like in Afghanistan or in Iraq. They manufacture a majority of the microchips for the world. So if they take over Taiwan and China no longer wants to send us microchips, we don't have trucks anymore. We don't have computers anymore. We don't have cell phones anymore. It's like a very major deal. I'm not one of those people that feels like we need to defend the world. And I don't think we should be in the Middle East and things like that. But if Taiwan falls, it's big trouble. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're talking about things that are connected to a lot of other things here. The election it is all connected. It's, it's yeah. all connected. That's right. Uh, so Arizona is, is August. Uh, aren't, there's an audit going on, I think, in, in Michigan, right? If I'm not mistaken. The, it, it was there wasn't an audit in Michigan. There was the Matt DiPerno court case when Antrim County, which was the okay. county where 5,000 ballots flipped for Biden. And because it was a rural county, it was like, it was 85% or something crazy Trump uh, Republican County forever. So everyone just knew it wasn't right. Then the, the uh, Dominion voting systems and other people were like, oh, it's human error. But then that's what the lawsuit was that's been going through the courts. And it's not done. They're going to be appealing it. So it's not over okay. there either. Um, but that's where they did all the, the research and found the modems in the machines, found a bunch of the fraud and things like that. And that evidence has been given to some of the Michigan state senators. But again, Detroit is a very corrupt place. Michigan's a very corrupt place. And a lot of the establishment Republicans don't want to do anything there. So we'll see. I'm not hopeful there. I'm hopeful. Georgia seems like there's momentum. I don't know if it's going to happen. I'm hoping it happens there. Um, I th there there's a court case there where they are able to examine 140,000 ballots, which is significant because the margin of victory for Trump and Purdue, one of the senators, if those turn out to be fraudulent ballots, which it seems like they are, that will that will stir the hornet's nest. Pennsylvania has momentum as well. And then that's where it gets interesting. If three states fall, uh, if just those three states fall, uh, both of them would technically have two or both presidential candidates would have 269 electoral votes. So wow. technically Biden wouldn't have been the winner anymore. Neither Trump, but not Biden either.
Yeah, well, then it would have been thrown to the uh, Congress, right? So to the House, yeah. The House. And then they do the one one vote per state. I don't know exactly right. how that works. Yeah, and then Trump wins. Um, <laughs> yeah, in, if in that would happen. But Nancy Pelosi is the head of the House, so right, Speaker right. of the House. So who knows what tricks yeah, she would that's play? That's true. Yeah, there's a lot of barriers to try to <laughs> get to that point, which I I don't think that's ever going to happen. I just I don't see. It is just me. I I don't see that ever practically happening or. Uh, the Supreme Court um, weighing in and doing, I mean, they, they had opportunities when it, when there was a possibility to do something and they, they neglected their opportunities. So um, I, I just don't see, and I don't think we have a conservative Supreme Court as so many people say. They, they don't, <laughs> no. Roberts is not conservative. I mean, Kavanaugh is yeah, Kavanaugh bushy is, at yeah. best. He's a bush at best. <laughs> right. So yeah. um, at this point, what can people do? I mean, it's, to me, this sounds like a clearing call to get involved at the local level because you never want to have this happen again, especially if you're in those swing states. But even if you're not, become election inspectors. Uh, you know, I don't know, get involved with your board of elections and on the local level in your town. Count. Yeah, amen to that. And before I say what we can do, because there are things we can do, I want to say why we need to do it because we're talking about speculating what could happen if we prove this stuff. And we don't know. But this is a principle that I want us all to know and embrace, not just with politics, but with everything is when there, when there, you know what the right thing is to do, you need to fight for it regardless of the results. That's how you become successful. Successful people don't only fight when they know the outcome or know what's going to happen if they win. It's like sometimes you just got to fight and see where the chips fall afterwards. And so that's what we need. We need to have that spirit again in America for fighting for what is right because it's the right thing to do, not because we think we're going to win or have a good chance or know what's going to happen. Who knows? There could be a plethora of things. I mean, if this results in us just getting election reform so it can never happen again, I would count that as a major victory and worth winning. So with that in mind, what can you do? There's something called a precinct committeeman that is incredibly powerful in the GOP before people were pushing this, about half of the seats weren't full, they were empty. And the other half were split between conservatives that were really conservatives, and oh, you have a cat, and uh, GOP establishment kind of people. So you can get involved and become a precinct committeeman, which are the people that pick who runs in the GOP. Right. It's actually a really powerful position. And then so other things that you can do is start praying for contacting or running for mayor sheriff positions that control the guns at the local level are really important especially with the different things that are coming down our lane there might be lockdowns again who knows how they how much they you know build up this delta variant um there's different things like that but just start locally and grow from there we're seeing the power of that from covid lockdowns different counties had more strict restrictions certain cities States like Florida, where I live with DeSantis, hmm. like we're remembering how important local offices are. And in a lot of cases are far more important than the presidential race. Yeah. So get involved locally. And if you don't want to run personally, contacting them, letting them know what you care about, that you're praying for them. It doesn't even have to be controversial. You could just let them know, hey, these are the things I can, I'm concerned about. Hey, these are the ways that I think you should act or vote or whatever, things like that. We haven't been doing that. We've been neglecting the responsibility that God has given us in the public sphere for far too long. Amen. My cat was even uh, motivated by that. She wanted to <laughs> get <it>. involved. <laughs> That's weird. She's never done that before. Um, so yeah, th these are some practical measures and I appreciate that because people just getting frustrated sitting in front of, you know, the TV or whatever isn't the way to go. Um, 
when there are things and all politics is local ultimately yeah. i mean your local town your local county your local state that those are the things that are going to determine your life really more than anything else and, and we see that right now in florida right florida is uh i mean it's like uh governor ron DeSantis is um just contradicting everything coming down from the biden administration or you know just progressive policies in general and creating kind of like a haven there almost mm -hmm. Um, so anyway, th these are some of the things you can do. And Matt, I appreciate you taking your time and telling us about some of this. Uh, and I admit, I, I have not been following it as closely as you have. So um, it's just, it's very needed and very helpful. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, my pleasure. So uh, where can people go then? Uh, did you, do you have your own personal website or? Uh, no, I don't. I mean, you can email me, Matt, at howtobuildatent.com. Uh, that's my business consulting website now. And then uh, you can just find me on the Philafies Network on Reform Jellicle with AD Robles. All right. Perfect. All right, brother. I appreciate right. it. Thanks, God bless. God bless. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.